0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning, Lina. Happy Monday, beginning of a new, fresh week.
0: (laughs) You sound energized. Good morning to you, Anna. I am energized. Good morning. I am ready for the new week. Uh, Me too. I'm not quite sure why everyone is kind of on a higher note this morning, and I'm loving the positive vibes, though. Yes. (laughs) It's
1: the good weather. It's the good vibes, although it is going to rain today.
0: (laughs) You know what? I've decided I'm okay with rain. We need rain for, I don't know, produce and agriculture to thrive. I mean, we've been seeing Mm. droughts, right? Um, So, so yeah. I'm good with that, as long as I have AC by my side. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we can't live without that AC It's a lifesaver, yeah. isn't
0: it? All right, Adam, let's jump into our keyword news portion of the day. We're going to try to simplify some of these major headlines for our listeners. And this is our first pick of the day.
1: Trilateral Cooperation.
0: The defense chiefs of South Korea, the United States and Japan agreed Saturday to step up cooperation to counter North Korea's missile threat. So can you run us through what they said?
1: Sure. This is all part of the, of the discussions at the Shangri-La dialogue that's happening. Now, Lee jong and his U.S. and Japanese counterparts, Lloyd Austin and Nobuyo Kishi, they agreed to hold combined regular security exercises, including missile warning drills. Now, They did not specify when the training programs will take place, but they did note they will be more frequent than before. Uh, Now, the ministers also shared their deep concerns about North Korea's weapons programs, and they shared the recognition that defense-related confidence building among countries in the region is important, and they also committed to strengthening uh, cooperation. Now, the Three Nations Health six joint drills over 2016 and 2017 that included sharing mis- uh, information on ballistic missile. Mm-hmm. But since 2018, those drills have kind of proceeded in a, a low-key manner, apparently to support efforts to engage the North uh, in dialogue. That was mostly part of the Moon Jae administration's North Korean policy, uh, trying to be careful in not angering the North. Mm-hmm. Uh, souring Seoul-Tok- Seoul-Tokyo relations have also been a reason for the slowdown in drills. And more recently, the pandemic as well has also been another factor Mm. uh, that uh, resulted in less joint military drills. Mm. Now, the three sides are now said to be looking at holding more public displays of force uh, in order to send a stronger warning signal to the north. Um, Also, China's growing military strength was addressed uh, with a statement by the ministers saying they emphasize the importance of peace and stability in the taiwan straits now that is actually the first mention of taiwan collectively mm-hmm. uh, by the three sides now as for the indo-pacific region they quote express strong opposition to any unilateral action that seeks to alter the status quo and increase tensions this also seen as an apparent warning to beijing mm-hmm. um Ian Austin, meanwhile, they also met bilaterally and they discussed joint deterrence to counter North Korean threats as well. They discussed various ways to increase the enforceability of extended deterrence. Now, extended deterrence refers to America's uh, stated commitment to mobilizing a full range of its military capabilities, including nuclear options to defend its ally. This is something that uh, President Yoon song yo has been trying to seek during the campaign as well. Um, now, the two sides also touched on the Ukraine issue as mm-hmm. well. Austin thanks, Sol, for sending aid to the war-torn country and for participating in enforcement of sanctions uh, on Russia also. Mm-hmm.
0: We have a world news portion today, and we'll elaborate further on what's happening in Ukraine. We have been keeping closed tabs, but it seems like updates are necessary on that front too. Mm-hmm. But thanks for mm-hmm. giving that point started. Uh, meanwhile, let's take a look at our second keyword of the day.
1: Artillery shots.
0: So North Korea has fired artillery shots in yet another provocation. Uh, What's the Mm. latest on this front?
1: Right. So this isn't as serious Mm. or perceivably as serious as the ICBM launches or ballistic missile launches that uh, the North has conducted so far this year. But it is another provocation nonetheless. And they were fired into the sea. And it comes days after Kim Jong-un called for greater defense capability to cope with outside threats that came during a party, um, workers' party meeting, which is now wrapped up. Um, South Korea's story chief of staff said in a statement that it detected uh, several flight trajectories, um, presumably from the north. And it said north, uh, South Korea, rather, maintains a firm military readiness in close coordination with the United States amid boosted surveillance of North Korea. Of course, it's boosted surveillance coming amid speculation that North Korea could conduct its uh, seventh nuclear test mm. sometime in the near future um and south korean officials also expressed concern that north korea is upgrading weapon systems also uh they reaffirmed they would sternly deal with such north korean efforts as well uh now the north's artillery tests they draw less outside attention than its missile launches as i alluded to but it's forward deployed long-range artillery guns they are a security threat to south korea's metropolitan region which is only 40 to 50 kilometers from the border so that area is still um under threat so mm. although there is kind of a downplaying of these artillery shots it is still uh, very much a security threat to uh the south korean um area that nears mm-hmm. the border with north korea uh, meanwhile the new south korean ambassador to the united states to says a security consultative meeting between seoul and washington will also include more ways to bolster uh, joint military exercises. Mm-hmm. So there's a slew of schedules that are in place uh, where North Korean threats will be addressed and more uh, reaffirming of the alliance and mm-hmm. the security alliance, especially between uh, the allies of South Korea and the U.S.
0: All right, and let's turn our attention to the pandemic situation at home. This is our third keyword of the day quarantine. So Korea is looking into whether or not to scrap the quarantine rule for COVID-19 patients this week. Uh, What can we expect with the changes?
1: Right. So Korea has already lifted a seven-day quarantine mandate for all travelers that are entering from abroad, regardless of whether they have been vaccinated or not. Now, the next step was whether or not to scrap the rule for COVID-19 patients here already in the country Mm. are currently Uh, COVID-19 patients, they do have to undergo uh, a week-long quarantine or Mm -hmm. self-isolation. Now, eyes are on whether it will be eased amid concerns of new variants. There are reports of these new variants emerging, though uh, some health experts have kind of downplayed the severity of them, uh, but they are still vigilant and wary of them as well. Um, Health authorities have also warned of another virus wave in the summer due to growing people-to-people contact in the vacation season, especially amid these eased social distancing rules uh, and other seasonal factors as well. Um, The task force is discussing the matter and it will announce its decision on Friday. Mm. A KDCA official says that at the moment, experts and the public, they're kind of split 50-50 on the easing Mm. of the quarantine rule for the moment. Mm. Uh, But the official did note that health experts are now a bit less concerned over the toll on the medical system due to a slowdown in cases. But they are also concerned that this downward trend could easily be reversed if that quarantine rule was to be eased. So they are on the fence about that. Hmm. Um, At the moment, though, things seem to be staying on this downward path. If we're looking at the latest numbers, Korea's new COVID-19 cases, they stayed below 10,000 for the third consecutive day Um, yesterday mostly due to fewer tests over the weekend and just fewer tests overall Uh, the number of critically ill patients also fell below the 100 mark for the first time since april last year so that was the figure that a lot of health experts and officials looked into because that was the most important thing to look Mm -hmm. after these patients who are uh, at the most risk of COVID-19 and that and those numbers seem to be kind of falling as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is still early in the week and uh, there is still room for that um, number to still increase. So that's why officials are staying. Uh, vigilant as well sure. uh, the government has devised measures to better protect vulnerable groups meanwhile starting next month for example the country plans to bring in uh, astrazeneca's antibody treatment known as evertel for emergency use and it has also been working to secure five thousand medical centers across the nation that will handle covid19 cases uh, in a comprehensive manner from testing to prescription as well as treatments
0: All right, and let's turn our attention to South Korea's ambitious space venture. This is our fourth keyword of the day. Nudie Space Rocket. So preparations for the second launch of Korea's homegrown Nudie Space Rocket is in its uh, final stages. As we always talk about, um, weather is kind of a tricky thing to uh, work with when you're working with something so massively expensive as a rocket. Mm. What's the latest?
1: That's right. So Nuri is currently fully assembled, so it is ready to go, uh, Mm. but it is in the process of the final examination. So a last check-up of uh, things uh, going smoothly. Uh, However, as you mentioned, one thing to be considered is the weather conditions the day before the launch, especially. It is scheduled uh, to rain tomorrow morning, uh, from tomorrow uh, uh, tonight, in fact, as well, into Mm. tomorrow morning. That is when the day... Uh, uh of the rocket is to be moved to the launch pad um in kong now the korea metro Meteorolo- meteorological administration said the kong area is predicted to see some clouds on wednesday that is launch day but it forecasts no rain or strong winds for the day of the launch so there is some good news there and hmm. um, launches uh they should meet a set of weather requirements they there should not be thunderstorms and lightning events within 20 kilometers of the launch site so it is quite a wide area that it considers and winds also should not exceed 20 meet, 21 rather meters um, per second so it is a very delicate issue uh, and uh, the weather of course does play a big part into whether uh, a space rocket launch is successful Uh, or not now the weather agency said that the area is expected to meet all those weather conditions or requirements on launch day but Mm. it is of course the question before launch day whether the rain will uh, pose any problems for say the launch pad Mm. and any other uh, preparations as well whether it will hinder them or not now in regards to the factors that led to the failure of the first trial launch last october Uh, The Korea Aerospace Research Institute, or CADI, said they took proper measures not to repeat the same issues. Uh, So that's why um, they've been taking more attention into the second launch. Mm. Uh, The first Nuri flew to a target of 700 kilometers in altitude on the first attempt, but it did fail to put that dummy satellite into orbit. Uh, That's because its engine burned out 46 seconds earlier than expected. And after a two-month-long investigation... Caddy concluded that the reason for the failure stemmed from the loosening of a device that anchors a helium tank, which was mounted inside the oxidizer tank in the third stage of the rocket. Mm. Um, Caddy said they improved the helium tank by strengthening uh, the anchor. And, of course, this time round, they're mm. planning to put real satellites mm. into orbit as well. So they're going to be putting more attention into... Uh, a successful launch uh, this second time round. In regard to the flight sequence on Wednesday, the first stage will see newly separated 120 seconds after launch, and the second stage will occur after 274 seconds. The rocket is expected to reach an orbital altitude of 700 kilometers, 897 seconds mm. um, after the launch. So everyone has their fingers crossed. Mm. for a successful second launch and we'll have to wait and see
0: mm, i mean just looking at those uh, uh digits down to its single digits uh it, it highlights the fact that precision oh. is such key to these rocket launches which is why mm. something as uh, i guess uh, influential as weather could mm-hmm. deter the schedule it could pull it up so we'll have yeah. our close eyes on the nudie's second launch on to our final mm-hmm. keyword this morning recession in two years. So former U.S. Treasury Secretary Lauren Summers has given a stark warning regarding the U.S. economy, um, basically deterring from sort of the positive hopes that the Biden administration has put forward, saying a recession will likely hit in two years. He's kind of asking to maybe ease tariffs on China to bring down costs and curb the rising inflation. So it is a contrast to the current Biden administration stance.
1: It certainly is. Uh, there is a differing opinion. Uh, yeah. He is the former uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary and his comments are in stark contrast in what the current Treasury Secretary, right. Jan- uh, Janet Yellen, is saying. Um, and he told CNN's State of the Union that when inflation is as high as it is right now and the employment is as low uh, as it is right now as well, it's almost always been followed within two years by recession. Those mm-hmm. are his words. And as I said, his uh, comments were in opposition to Janet Yellen's earlier comments that there is nothing to suggest a recession uh, is in the works. She insisted that the fundamentals of the U.S. economy are still very much robust, even as inflation continues to surge. Mm. Now, Summers said, quote, I look at what's happening in the stock and bond markets. I look at where consumer sentiment is. And he even said a recession could come in the next year as well, so even earlier than uh, a two-year time frame. He did note that a recession is something that the U.S. can take on, though. He said that the U.S. has been able to manage recessions in the past, but he stressed that preparation was needed to um, and preparation was needed, and they needed to be made uh, be made quick. Uh, now, the Fed is under pressure to keep inflation um, under control. Uh, the question is whether the pace of tightening on which it has already embarked is going to be enough to kind of keep inflation under control. But, of course, another thing to consider is uh, too much and too fast of these Mm. tightenings could lead to recession uh, as well. So that's why the Fed is having this very difficult balancing act. But at the moment, the Fed is, uh, of course, tightening monetary policy. More interest rates are in the pipeline as well.
0: All right. And also, how, what does this all imply for South Korea? How will Bank of Korea respond? Uh, we'll also mm-hmm. keep close tabs on that. Thank you very much, Aram, for this morning's coverage. Have a great day. Stay dry.
1: <laughs> you too.
0: If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.